0: Does it sound like I'm in a bubble bath full of lavender by any chance? It
1: kind of did. Yeah, because I am. Or you were the... (laughs) I hardly even noticed. It's
0: weird. Michelle's sitting on the toilet and I'm in the bathtub and we're recording in the bathroom now.
1: I was going to say, it almost reminded me of the the downy soft bear falling into the fluffy towel. Oh, yeah. There is
0: something weirdly compelling about that. (laughs) Don't get me started. Oh man! Crawl back and and into you know, I head. know too much about history. There was a brand, I think it was Snowy something. Do you know who Marilyn Chambers is? No. A plus, you shouldn't know who that is. Okay. So <laughs> you just passed the first test. <laughs> Those of you who know who Marilyn Chambers is, eh, good on you. She was a very famous pornography star oh. in the late seventies and eighties. And she actually, her weird other claim to fame, because I guess her family had this objective to make her a star. She maybe was L.A., one of those kids, right? Her face was on the the product uh, of like that, like a, a downy or a snow. It was snow something. Oh,
1: really? No,
0: and if somebody can dial me in on.
1: Prior to or post?
0: Well, no, prior to because it okay. was the baby's face.
1: Oh, oh I'm, I kid you not. No kidding. Yeah. I, well, that took a turn.
0: So, and then as a, uh, as if pornography is not perverted enough, in a perverted turn, a la Alfred Hitchcock, who would show up in a cameo in his own films, mm-hmm. in a lot of her films, there was that fucking product <gasps> with her face on it as a baby. How jacked up is that?
1: That's funny.
0: That's funny, it's funny, you know. And and I gotta say, my dad knew that group of people, They're the Mitchell brothers. The Mitchell brothers. I'm giving a history lesson now in sexology. Yeah. And if you're familiar with the Mitchell brothers, they had the Mitchell brothers theater. They, I think, they graduated from Antioch High School with my dad. Mm. And one of the guys' name was Artie Mitchell, and he, my dad, and he did not get along. And then, one of the Mitchell brothers killed the other Mitchell brother. Oh, no, it was Cain and Abel all over again. And then when they had the funeral, I couldn't help but cruise by the funeral home, and there was Marilyn Chambers. Kid you not. All true stuff. All true stuff.
1: Wow. That's a small world. (laughs) It's a small world if you
0: want it to be. So anyway, that from my inhale-exhale. Yeah. Great. We're off to a fantastic start on a Sunday.
1: Remarkable.
0: (laughs) We're about to turn in a different direction.
1: Yes, we are. Yeah, all right. And I have a question for the listeners. Okay,
0: I'll be quiet.
1: Something to ponder as we go into today's gift and story. When something is heavy on your heart, Mm. how do you deal with it? I know Mm. some people fall into introspection and stay very quiet. Others like to tell everyone their story or their problems. Sharers. Yeah. yeah, some are angry some are super resilient and it makes them stronger but think about your I don't want to say coping mechanism but how you handle something that's that's heavy.
0: Yeah no I support that I, I think coping mechanism is an actual uh, accurate term and this is uh, very much where I am right now.
1: Yeah. So let's get started on this. I'm going to go right into the gift of the day. Hit us. We often hold secrets in our hearts out of a variety of fears. True. It not only weighs you down, but keeps valuable wisdom from humanity. Today, I am taking a leap and sharing mine. Afraid to listen? We fix that.
0: Yeah. So, Michelle, you know that I'm very prideful of the fact that I have been extraordinarily transparent. It has come to bite me in the ass on a number of occasions, but I am still holding true to my commitment to be transparent and to open myself up. If for no other reason to establish some dialogue, I know that I'm not alone. The, I mean, come on. I didn't need a psych degree to tell me that most people have zero degree of separation from one another. There is another person suffering from exactly what I'm suffering from right now. And perhaps, my my silence has been selfish and that I could perhaps make someone feel like they're not alone and it, it, it finally hit me that there's a dark secret in my life right now and I've been hiding it for a long time and and I hid it from you and I apologize and when I told you via text I said look I'm I'm the laughing on the outside clown crying on the inside clown And when I revealed it to you, you were like, holy shit. So someone very, very close to me has a disorder. And it's, I believe, a societal disorder. It's not something you're born with. I don't believe that this is genetic. I believe that it's hereditary. And there's a distinct difference between the two. Genetic is predisposed in your genes. Hereditary is mocking someone close to you's behavior. Or society programming you. And you're mocking that behavior or, or complying with that behavior for whatever reason. And I'm free of that. I'm absolutely free of that. I mean, you see what I'm wearing right now, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm absolutely free of it. But someone very close to me is not. And they're of the age that I believe that influence is a hard thing to deal with. And it's an eating disorder. And it's it's been plaguing this person that's close to me for a long time. And it continues to spiral. And what we've learned in tackling this together is that it's largely a commitment to a belief that is false. It's a false narrative. But they can't let go of that belief. And they're not able to pivot and adopt a new belief. And it just eats you alive internally. And psychotherapy has done absolutely dog shit for this person. Absolutely dog shit. And this is where I I fault that false pretense of psychotherapy is is something that's going to fix people it's it's not it's not i mean it's it ultimately if you're successful in psychotherapy you've been able to redirect a false belief and let let them let go of a commitment to that false belief but in most cases it's just rehashing shit it's just rehash and i I say this as a person who has a psych degree and who was going down the path of becoming a therapist and then all of a sudden hit the brakes really hard when I'm like, wait a minute, this smells like bullshit and then decided to get into coaching instead where we have a a larger array of success stories in a very short period of time because we don't follow that tradition of let's milk this until the person has no more money left. And I'm not saying it's about money. I'm just saying the process is way too long. It's way too long. And they lose a lot of people, a lot of good people along the way. So here's where we're facing this situation that became critical recently. And it breaks my heart because there's no reaching that person. When you have a person in the midst of believing wholeheartedly, full commitment, that what they're doing is the right thing, it's really tough to tap them on the shoulder and wake them up to the degree that, okay, yes, you're right. There is an alternative belief system in this, and then they they stay in that condition. And if you don't let them out of that condition, if you don't propel them into an alternative belief system, and I, I I don't want to put it out there as if it's your your responsibility, they you need to convince them somehow. How you reach them is the most important aspect of all this. And for this individual in my life, it was hearing that their heart was weak, and their blood pressure was low, and that the things that they were doing are critically impacting their life to the degree that the remainder of their life, however long that might be, would be a lowered quality of life. And that the the decisions that they're making today are going to affect them for the rest of their lives with osteoporosis, with libido, with having children, All of that's affected by their decisions today, and how do you detach them from that? The therapist did shit. The doctors are what shook them back into this reality of, oh my God, it's now or never. And sadly, as I've been touted on the internet, if you look me up, I'm very adamantly against pharmaceutical intervention unless it's absolutely necessary. That's where we are right now. And it's killing me. It's killing me to not be able to have an influence. It's killing me to see this person suffering. It's killing me to watch other people suffering with similar conditions. It's killing me to know when I bring this up, and I was, you know, I'll tell you what, I don't want to be like, oh, I'm brave for bringing it up. Fuck that. I'm an asshole for not bringing it up sooner. But now that I'm out, and I'm talking to people, and it's a dialogue, I can't believe how many people not only can relate to this, but in the first person. Mm-hmm. A good friend of mine, in fact, Michelle, a mutual friend of ours, revealed that she has had a long, a lifelong struggle with the same disorder on both ends of the spectrum, overeating to a degree that it was unhealthy. And then once out of that woods and the pendulum swung in the opposite direction, now has this unhealthy commitment to not going back there and being so scared that she's going to go back there. And I say she, cause it seems to be really more of a female disorder that she's very conscious, almost on anorexia level to not go back to being the overeater. Mm-hmm. This is a fucked up thing and it's a societal thing. And I have nothing but empathy for the person suffering. I have nothing but empathy for, for the people that are the support groups and whereas I used to be ignorant and this is where this this is the universe right delivers delivers messages in watching these television shows my 600 pound life and and you know things that that are related I always thought well well if that happened to my kid or if that happened to my cousin or if that happened to my sister or if that happened to blah 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 we would manage through it we wouldn't succumb to it we wouldn't be a victim to it. I could easily stand up and, and reprogram them. I'm here to tell you, no. This is real. This is a formidable opponent. It takes all hands on deck. It takes seeing outside the box. It's, you need to be with them. You need to hold them through this. You need to manage them through this. There's too many people that are lost to this disease. And again, this is not something you're born with, people. I I can't fathom, and I'm not a I'm not a scientist, but I can't fathom that this is part of our genetic code. I can't fathom that we've come this far from the, the times that we were in survival mode in the caveman times. I don't I don't believe in my heart of hearts that this is something that the caveman dealt with. I'm just gonna cross my arms and I don't feel good about my my image and I'm not gonna eat. No, that's not how we got here. It is a societal disease. It is not genetic. It is hereditary. And it's hereditary based on what these people are exposed to. Whether it be parents that have the same condition, or whether it's schoolmates, or whether it's social media, or whether it's the media at large, some message has been sent that they've committed to 100%, and they're holding onto that barbed wire, and their hands are bleeding, and they don't understand while their hands are bleeding but they don't let go that's my piece
1: and it's been a journey figuring out where it's coming from finding the triggers right uh, ups and downs doctor intervention right getting the help recognizing it Yep. like you said everyone on board
0: all the while watching as this person's suffering and let's just face it when you're malnourished how much emotional intelligence do you have? Yeah, This person's attacking zero. everyone close to them, which yeah. makes it that much harder to manage through this. It's terrifying, but at the same time you're getting kicked in the teeth every day or you're asked to just completely disconnect and you're cut off. Why? Because you are creating a counterpoint completely against it's counter to their agenda. They're, yeah. You're asking them to let go of the barbed wire. And because that's your position, they want nothing to do with you because they're so committed to holding onto that barbed wire.
1: Yeah, you're the enemy.
0: Yes, you become the enemy. When in fact, you are their greatest ally. It's, it's the most painful thing I think I've ever been through literally in my entire life. Mm-hmm. I would sooner go through my own physical pain, and if I could, I would, to sacrifice, to relieve this person in my life, the pain that they're going through, and half the time they don't even know that they're going through it. And from the outsider's perspective, it's so obvious, but they can't see it themselves. You're watching them self-destruct, and you can't do much about it. It's, it's an addiction like anything else. You know, uh, fortunately for me, I don't have that story of watching someone with by their own hand go into a cycle of demise because of drugs. But this is a, a damn close second. So, I I'm, I'm I'm calling it out because I'm a hypocrite for talking about being full disclosive and transparent and I've been holding this back. And it's not fair to my listeners, it's not fair to you, it's not fair to anybody. I'm out there. This is this is real. And if anybody's got these same struggles, I'm an, I'm an open ear. I'm a, I'm a shoulder to cry on. And if God, if you've been through it and you've been successful in it, please help me. I, when was the last time I asked for help?
1: Can't say that. I don't. Yeah,
0: I don't. I'm terrible at it, but right here and right now I'm asking for help. Please. If you've got some insight, I I can use your help. All right. I'm emotional though. Take over. It's yours.
1: I think I was going to ask you for the homework. Isn't that funny? <laughs> exactly.
0: Yeah. Boy, I you know what? I guess if if I had any advice on homework in, in this construct is almost back to the <laughs> the tired old um homeland security, if you see something, say something. Mhm. Don't hold it in. You know, this has been a cancer inside of me for a long time. And I just, I had to reveal it recently because I missed work. And when I revealed it, the people I work for, God bless their hearts. So I have to share that when I told the person that I work with this story, they immediately shared a similar story of someone close to them that had a similar issue. And it was not an eating disorder, but it was a nervous disorder And then it cropped up around the time of COVID. And when I heard his story, I was like, ooh, geez, that is rough. And then I thought, well, all of us are going through a rough time. The cases have skyrocketed since the beginning of last March. Because we all handle stress and anxiety differently. And if you internalize it and you punish yourself, this is the kind of thing that can happen. So,
1: Remember that podcast that we did way back that said we should make shirts With something about us that people don't know. Oh, I
0: love that. Yes.
1: And with this, something that you share, how much more empathetic everyone would be To um, show patience or to understanding why this person's maybe being an asshole in line. If they had something that I'm caring for my wife with dementia and I'm barely holding it together. Like a shirt that said that you'd be so less reactive and just able to take a deep breath if you truly knew what was going on.
0: Can I add some humor to this? Which is probably not going to be funny to some people. My shirt would say, I have irritable bowel syndrome and I'm incontinent. That's why I'm impatient with you.
1: <laughs> that, that is your that? juxtaposition. Like, that's you. Yeah.
0: You know what? That would well, get me to the front of the line every damn time, though. No, you right? know
1: what? Not irritable bowel syndrome, David. I was thinking constipation and oh. incontinence. <gasps> I'm like, ooh, that's so David. I, I get it. <laughs> Never mind. You hear mind. this, you hear this, yeah. uh-oh. <laughs> gotta go (laughs) (laughs) oh
0: god thanks for making me laugh Mm. christ this is heavy but it's a sunday you know and i think we've created a community here and i i kind of expect to uh be able to have that trust fall with my my community i mean i look around the house and there's (laughs) there's gifts that i've gotten you know this would be the greatest gift is to reach out and say holy crap maybe i can't relate to you but i'm here for you and that's that's a big deal to me.
1: So can I ask something really personal?
0: Uh, hit me.
1: When you weren't saying anything about this, I, I understand that it's not your story to tell. One, you know, maybe True. that was there any shame that you felt oh. in if you were to say something?
0: God, I, I you know what? Before the podcast, I was almost gonna say, could you ask me that question? Oh. That, this is really bizarre that you're asking me this. There was shame. And there was shame, and there was guilt, and there was, this doesn't happen to my family. Yeah. And I had all these misconceptions of where it comes from and why people can't control it. And I was judgy. I'll be honest. And and you know me as a non-judgmental person. I thought, to a large degree, eating disorders were for the privileged and you know people that had trauma and... You know, not for somebody who grew up in an environment that this person grew up in. And to see it actually afflicting this population, I'm like, oh, I was way wrong. Mm-hmm. And it, then it, it, I have to do inventory, right? What are the things am I wrong about? Right? Mm-hmm. And I'm open to that. I'm probably wrong about a lot of stuff. And that's why I'm still here on the planet because I have a lot to learn. <laughs> as much as I try to teach people, oh, no, I'm a student of this planet. They're, they're, but please don't get me wrong. As much as I try to share my wisdom and uh, this wasn't innate. My wisdom comes from experience and my experience is vast because I helped so many elders and they they gave me their lifelong version of experience and I'm just regurgitating it. I'm not some sort of freaking Messiah. I no, don't that, this is not me. That
1: goes along with our tagline because it's it's meant to be truthful and funny but we reiterate we're not here to fix you. No. We're here to fix that yes that problem that. from learned experiences right. very we're, good we you've never said you're perfect no and
0: i'm the first person to scream it at the mountaintop i exactly. am not perfect and i i take a lot of pride in that and then the day that i become perfect god will take me away
1: yeah and you know what
0: <laughs> i'm not looking to be perfect exactly <laughs> just for the record
1: and yeah. and we fix that sounds better than we'll help you chip away at that one right. yeah you know <laughs> it, it's like more to the point that's no. what it's all about. And no. I'm it's so lovely that you shared your story. And I hope it's Thank you. really cathartic just like a releasing it, it is. out there it and, is. and getting but the help. But it's healthy.
0: risky. I feel vulnerable. And and you know, I I have to be comfortable with being being vulnerable. And I know that people are going to reach out. I mean, that's just that's the good people will reach out. The people that are that have that 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 positive nature. And these are these are my peeps. You know, these we're a human race. We're not amalgamation of multiple races. We are a human race. And we, when someone's hurting in our tribe, we try to heal them. So that's where I'm at. Yeah. So thank you for listening. Thank you for contemplating. And please don't hesitate to reach out. Don't be embarrassed to reach out. I, I, I will cherish every bit of support that I can get. And if you have any insight on how to manage through this, I'll take it seriously. And, you know, whatever tools we can get collectively a member of our tribe is is not well and we're a tribe. We need to help this person. I love that. Thank you.
1: So, uh mic drop moment? <laughs> well, David, it was a <laughs> when you originally told me what was going on with you was yeah. the mic drop moment and I love that you're not afraid to tell it and I love that people like me out there aren't afraid to listen to you. Thank you. And like yeah. you said, we are a tribe. We're here to support and let the healing begin.
0: Let's do it. Let's do it. Oh God, that would be so good. Let's not be a victim to our society. So, all right, take us out.
1: Get out there and fly that kite
0: today. Yah, Koki. Hi
1: everyone. Thanks for tuning in to today's gift of the day. Check back tomorrow for another gift from your friends at the Red Kite Movement.